Tomar. Sac passé! It's great to be here. I'm Mark Cotton. We're on the Double H coordinator for Hope for a while. And I am here because of Nick Shaw. He's, he's kind of thin, but he's a tough guy. He forced me. Man. I, I, he, uh, he's a great guy. The family, uh, my family's here from Richfield. They met. And uh, thank you guys for coming out. It's great to be here. Um, I just have good news. I mean, from, from many different places. And some bad news. I think in Africa right now, the orphan programs are going very, very well. Uh, we have a couple of countries that need help. Kenya and Mozambique. But to date, we've helped 123,000 orphans in seven countries. Wow. Disciples, seven different countries all over Africa, 123,000. It's amazing. But that's through your help. You helped with that. You helped with our orphan work. Yeah, that's good news. Uh, there's some great things going on in Haiti. I'll share about those in a minute. Good news, exciting things, incredible things. Uh, continue praying for the Ivory Coast. I talk to the guys every day. We were at Shaft's house yesterday. Uh, Connecting up with them. Mine was Friday, I think. Connecting up with them a little bit. But, uh, it's civil war. There are 2,000 disciples there. There's fighting in the city. You can imagine people shooting and being killed right up and down your street, everywhere, all over Abidjan. So continue praying for them. Pray for them every day. Uh, we have a huge program there. We've helped 18,000 orphans in the Ivory Coast. Uh, today, we have about 80 staff. It's a, it's a fantastic program. So continue praying for the church and for the staff. It's, it's very intense. Uh, but I, I want to briefly talk about our work in Haiti because you're also involved in that. We want to thank you for the tremendous donations, your prayers, your support. As you know, the earthquake was about a year ago. It happened right west of Port-au-Prince. That's the epicenter. And uh, Port-au-Prince is a hilly city, um, kind of near a bay. But it's the houses are kind of porous, the rocks are. And when the earthquake hit, it was about 4.50 in the evening right between work and, uh, and going home, so that was good in a way. Uh, more people certainly would have been killed if it had been another time, uh, mm. some other time. But uh, two million people lived in Port-au-Prince and the, the, the whole city was just shattered by the earthquake. This is what the city looks like all over the city. You see this mile after mile after mile. Buildings just like this everywhere. People buried under those buildings everywhere. People sleeping out on the streets, sleeping in the courtyards and schoolyards everywhere. There were certainly 230,000 or more deaths in about 35 seconds. Hmm. This, looks, this is the right outside the church property. This is looking right down the street. 300,000 people were injured. All the initial surgeries were done with hacksaws and bottles of alcohol. That's what it was like. I was there about four days after the earthquake. There were still piles of bodies on the street. Piles of bodies. This is what it looks like outside the city. About, uh, like I said, courtyards, schoolyards are full of tents. You see these large tent cities. About 1.5 million people are displaced and need housing. And it's not easy to set up housing because you have to have land, you have to have people building houses, etc. It's a huge long term problem, hmm. uh, housing. Imagine you and your family living in a tent for a year. That's all you live in, in one tent for a year. That's what people are doing. This is what it looked like on the church property when we arrived in a place called Canopy Verde in Port au Prince. Uh, this is where people are living. Now, they're not just sleeping or camping out. That's where they live. 
because their houses had all been destroyed, buildings had been destroyed. About 120 people on the church property. And that's what it looked like when we arrived. They were running out of food and water. It was very desperate. Uh, you donated. The churches in the... Let, let me say something else. Now, my Haitian brothers and sisters can confirm this. In Creole, there's no uh, vous in Creole. No you plural, like you all, y'all, you guys. It's just new. It's just us. So, we are us with the disciples in Haiti. Amen? Yeah, amen. We are us with the orphans in Africa. We're us with the disciples in the Ivory Coast. Amen. It's all us. Amen. There's wow. no you. It's just us. Wow. And so that's a cool thing I learned in Creole. $1.1 million was donated. It was fantastic. Churches all around the world helped. We arrived about four days later. The kids were hungry. We were thirsty. It was really bad. Of course, we were seen like angels from heaven. It's, it's amazing how popular you can be when you bring food and water. It was amazing. So we set up meals. We've served about 1,000 meals a day for the last year. That's 365,000 meals uh, around the greater Port-au-Prince area. Those two guys are doctors. Uh, they were both injured in the earthquake, one diving out of the window of his, of his surgery, of his medical office wow. during the earthquake. We've done about 1,800 medical consultations, setting up tents. This is right after the earthquake. We just set up a medical uh, uh, clinic there right out in the open. Brought out the medicine, brought out the sick, and just cared for people, bandaged wounds. Sometimes we'd, we'd unwrap a wound, and I'd say, you've got to go to the hospital. And that meant it was going to be amputated because it was so badly mangled, there was no way to save it. And so a lot of other we bandaged up, we sutured up, we took care of a lot of wounds, cleaned wounds, gave tetanus shots, etc., all over the Port of Prince area. That's N.L. Hippolyte, he's the country director for Hope Haiti. He's a water and sanitation engineer by background. Fantastic guy. Uh, the second trip I made, people were still in tents, or still under that tarp. We got these large shelter box tents from a group called Shelter Box. It's a rotary funded group that gives you these big boxes that contain not only tents, but pots and pans, and knives and forks, and household supplies. Fantastic wow. group. Wow. And we got 50 tents uh, about three weeks after the earthquake, and put about, uh, they can hold between eight and 10 people each. So about 600 people in tents right within a few weeks. It was fantastic. Right. Fantastic. We transferred people in medical care because we were and, and dispensing medicines. We had to organize all the medicine donations, set up our little clinic in Port-au-Prince. 140 disciples are out of work. Their buildings, everything totally collapsed. So we trained people with construction skills, uh, carpentry, masonry, other types of skills, uh, some uh, uh, driving and, and caring for large equipment. Uh, drivers and things. So we did a lot of different work with vocational training. I think our goal is about 120 people retrained uh, in Port-au-Prince. There's a group of orphans. They say merci, which is thank you. Uh, those are kids because all of them were, a lot of them were injured during the earthquake. Some were orphans before or after the earthquake. And we did a lot of big education programs with these orphans. It was awesome. Our youth corps were all involved in orphans last year. So I appreciate the church here and your heart for orphans and adopting children. These children will probably never be adopted. Uh, there's 90 out in Gontier. Uh, we sent our team out there. We sent about 20 people, a group in June, a group in July, a group in August. This summer, we're going to bring two youth corps, that's college students in June, two youth corps in July, two volunteer corps, that's adults like uh, most of us here. You can go in August, and a big singles corps in October, uh, mid-October. You can go to the website to find that out. But this was fantastic. We had a fantastic time. Right. Spent about uh, about a week with the orphans there, working on basic education. That's uh, that's my daughter. Uh, she stands out in the class, I guess. 
that's the high school class, class I worked with. It was amazing. I was sharing this uh, service earlier. I was teaching English. And I taught you math and science to the kids and stuff too. But English, we start with, my name is Mark. I live in Philadelphia. I'm a doctor, you know, things like that. I like cake, you know, things we like to eat and different things like that. And so we did some simple things and we started French. They would teach me Creole, I would teach them English. But as the week went on, it was amazing. We started talking about feelings. I feel sad, I feel happy. Expressive more than things like that. And it occurred to me these kids had never really heard anything encouraging. You know, they, they just were neglected all their lives. Mm. So I say, Jean-Louis, you know, we started, this is an English, English class. I said, Jean-Louis here, you're cool. Jean-Louis goes, whoa. He said, no, Dr. Mark, you're cool. And I said, I know I'm cool. You know, yeah, I know that. <laughs> I said, not only that, you know, Marie, you're cool. You know, uh, Claude, you're cool. Uh, Marie-Claire, you're cool. And then we started saying, oh, yeah, you're cool. No, you're cool. No, you're cool. No, you're cool. Then it was, you're, you're strong. Shall <coughs> know you're strong. Wow. Whoa. It was like, whoa, you know. Marie, you're strong. You know, Claude, you're strong. And then we just go back and forth. It was, it was like an Oprah show. I mean, it was. <laughs> we went to, we went from, from you're cool to you're great to you're strong to you're awesome. Wow. And these kids, I'll tell you, they were beaming. And then I realized they never heard that ever in their lives. Wow. So I got my team together. I said, you tell these kids you love them. You tell these kids they are strong. You tell these kids they are awesome. You tell these kids they are great because they will never hear that from anyone else in their lives. And what I realize is that we're teaching these kids how God feels about them. Yeah. And they won't get that from anyone else in their lives except from disciples. Come on. That's some of the disciples we brought about 100 out last summer. We're going to bring a lot more out this summer. 